Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Healthy is Hot podcast. I'm your host, Chloe Wilde, TV host by day, sweatpant connoisseur by night, and a health and a life coach always. From hashtag to movement, we believe that loving all sides of you is what's healthy, and healthy is hot. Come hang out as we have raw, real conversations with badass individuals living passionate lives, thriving to make their dreams come true, and diving deep into how they got to where they are. And the best part? How health is a key component of all of it. From the highs to the lows, we get into it. From fitness to mental health to aspirational careers, get ready to be inspired. Also, we don't hold back. There might be swearing, there's definitely going to be some laughing. And hopefully you can take something away from these conversations to live your best life, to live your healthiest hot life. Brought to you by Clarence. I am very excited to welcome Dr. Carmen, AKA the modern chiropractor to the Healthiest Hot podcast. She's got this really modern approach to chiropractic care. And today she's sharing her story of why she's so passionate about this. And she's also a voice for women in healthcare and advocates for women across all backgrounds. Today though, she's highlighting sleep, sleep positions. We talk about pillows, we talk about, we talk a lot about sleep and I would have never thought the connection between sleep and chiropractic care, but I guess that's why she's the expert. Let's dive in. Well, 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 healthy is hot community. We are graced by the one and only Dr. Carmen today, AKA the modern chiropractor. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much, Chloe. I'm so excited to be here and chat with you and stimulate some minds. <laughs> I feel like this has been long overdue. Oh. I met you through your hubby, Dr. Tony, who's wonderful and has saved me many a time, either during an anxiety attack or right before a race. He's also a chiropractor amongst many other things. The both of you are just the, like the definition of a power couple, just making so much impact in the health and wellness space. So this little gal pal situation has been a long time in the making. And I got to tell you, growing up, when I thought of chiropractors, I really just thought it was people just cracking backs, making people dependent on going to see them. And it's been so fun to learn more about this field and really the trailblazers that are at the front of the game, kind of changing the narrative on the impact that chiropractors can have on people's overall well-being. So I'm really excited to learn more about why you kind of ended up in this field and what excites you about being a chiropractor. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that is pretty much the narrative for most people. Um, When I tell people I'm a chiropractor, they're like, oh, so you just crack people. And I'm like, oh, not necessarily. Like, yes, I do do that sometimes, but not all the time. There's so much more to that. And, uh, you know, that's why I did brand myself the modern chiropractor, because I take a more modern approach to chiropractic care. So that means that I spend a lot more one-on-one time with each patient that allows me to dive into their lifestyle factors, their sleep hygiene, you know, goals that they want to work on. So aside from just treating their muscles and joints, because the body is way more complex than just a physical being. We have emotions tied to our muscles. We have emotions tied to our joints. So you know, when we don't get enough sleep, for example, when we're trying to reach a deadline or when we're faced with stress, no matter how big or small that stressor is, our sympathetic nervous system, so I'm going to get a little tech here, our SNS system, it's our stress response in the body, gets triggered. And what that does, which is very cool, and they've like proven this now, is that it will basically trigger your 
um, body to feel pain more. So your pain tolerance goes down. So that way I end up seeing patients a lot more when they're going through something at home or at work or when they're not getting enough sleep. So, um, you know, it isn't just the crack and go and sending out the door. There's a lot more to it. (laughs) Which I think is so important for everyone to know, because it's a, a very powerful modality in the health and wellness space. I can speak from it firsthand how much of a game changer it's been in my own life. But I really respect the fact that you look at the whole person and that you are very modern in your approach. Was this something that was always important to you? Oh, absolutely. I like I had already known that I wanted to brand myself that before I even graduated from chiropractic school because I particularly wanted to go to this specific school in Toronto because that's how they teach. So they're the only school in Canada and they teach evidence-based. So I said, I have to get into that school. I want to get in there because this is how I want to practice. I love human interaction. And so I've always been that way. And I knew I always wanted to be in healthcare, but I never wanted to be in a setting where it was very quick and just, you know, a quick interaction. So when I found this field, when I had experienced chiropractic for myself, I was like, wow, this is it. This is exactly how I want to help people because it's different. Every day is different. And you, your patients turn into friends. You really develop so many relationships and so many friendships with, with other clients. So it's pretty great. Have you, I, I mean, like your journey with health and wellness, like, I think it's so cool that you became passionate about it by being like a patient first. I mean, there's no better way to fall in love with something than when you get to experience it for the first time. What's yeah. it like? It was your, how long have you been out of school and working? Uh, four and a half years. Like, first of all, that's so impressive because that basically was like you graduated shortly after there was a global pandemic and, you know, you're doing your thing and you're thriving. What's been like the most challenging and also the most exciting part about being a graduate, establishing yourself as the modern chiropractor and really building this life that you have dreamed up for yourself? Hmm. So I think the most challenging was that (laughs) when I graduated, I was told you always have to be professional, meaning that you keep your personal life away from your patients, from online. It's taboo to be online. Um, In order to build your practice, you have to knock on doors and, and all these things. So I was taught these things thinking that this is how I had to be. And so I started out that way and I hated it. Okay. Cause I'm a very personable person. So I like to get to know people. I like to connect with people on a different level. And so I actually went against that narrative and I got a lot of pushback. I will admit, I got a lot of pushback from colleagues, from just some of the elder colleagues. They were saying that, you know, this isn't professional to be on social media. And I actually just still stuck with it and went with it. And it actually boomed because I got a lot of patients from it. I got a lot of friendships. I networked with so many people because they could connect with me on a different level than just, oh, you're just a professional. You're just a chiropractor. So they're like, oh, I also do yoga in the mornings, or I also do this. And then we connect in that level. And then uh, when they come in for their appointments, it's like, we already know each other. So I thought that was challenging at first, but then it turned out to be incredible because now I'm a content creator. Now I'm a blogger and, you know, it's led me to great opportunities. I mean, something that maybe you never thought was going to be a part of your story. Yeah, absolutely. I really did not think so. Um, The... You know, the great thing is that I think the pandemic is what pushed me because I really started in 2020 when there was not much to do because I was only about a year into practice when the pandemic hit. So that was very challenging, right? Um, Because we were off work and then we went back to work. It was so different. 
um, just on so many different levels. But other than that, I mean, the most rewarding thing about my career and my job is that I don't treat it as a job. Like I love it. I genuinely love going into the office seeing my patients, talking with them, chatting with them. And you really don't know who or what's going to walk into your door. So it keeps it exciting every single day. I mean, how important is it for you to take care of yourself, especially doing what you do? Because like you're a busy gal. Like I know you're a busy gal. Yes. Uh, So that was also challenging uh, to really figure out and prioritize myself because I always put others before me. And then I realized that I'll be honest, I burned out. I was getting a burnout, right? And I wasn't taking care of myself as much as I was preaching it to other people. And so I really had to kind of pull back and say, okay, instead of doing this, I need to create one hour of me time. I need to start doing 10 minutes of meditation in the morning, you know, just figuring out different things that'll help me keep a balanced lifestyle between work and myself, because I can't, like, no one can take from my cup if it's not filled first, right? You can't pour from an empty cup. So it's very important to take care of yourself first. That's something that I only learned probably a year into practice, to be honest. So yeah, I feel like I feel like in that space, you almost have to hit rock bottom and burn out before you realize, like, oh shit, my well-being is also important. Yeah, exactly. Okay, but be honest with me. I know your hubby likes to wake up at uh, ridiculous hours of the morning to get his health and wellness in. Are you also like that? Like, are you also an up and out of 5.30 a.m. gal? No, no, absolutely not. Um, I wouldn't say that I sleep until like 9 a.m. That's sleeping into me, but I'm usually up by like 7, 7.30. But uh, yeah, he's been like that since day one and he won't change and I admire it. I really, you know, kudos to him because not everyone can do that, especially me. I cannot do that. Um, But yeah, that's, that's Tony. He's the 5am doc. So he gets up at 5am and he lies. He actually gets up at like four, but he says, honestly, I'm nauseous. (laughs) I'm honestly nauseous. Just think about that. My alarm, I try on it. I've got an alarm set for 620 every morning. Okay. And I'm like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to get up at 620. 620 comes and it honestly feels like my eyelids are super glued shut. And I'm like, no, I got to get up. Got to get up. I'm going to I'm gonna meditate. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to be ready to go by nine o'clock for my morning meeting. I just, I'm struggling, man. I'm up and at them at 640, but like those extra 20 minutes. And I'm like, my body just wants to sleep. It wants to sleep right now. And you should listen to your body. I always say that you should listen to your body. If you feel like you need that extra 20 minutes or that half hour, just do it. I've been in that situation too. So many times where I'm like, okay, I really should try to get up earlier. I'm not gonna lie. I did try it for a bit because he was getting up so early. And then I just couldn't, I tried it for like weeks and I was like, okay, it feels good some days, but then some days I just really need those extra 20 minutes or that half hour. So I'm very, like, I'm a huge advocate for just listening to your body. So uh, if the doc says it, I'm going to listen to her people. She has said it is okay. Um, I do want to talk about sleep because you mentioned that it was one of the first things you talked about when we started recording was that no matter like what people are going through or maybe come to you for, if they're experiencing stress or their sleep is compromised, that really could be the potential like catalyst to them feeling better. And I think for a long time, sleep was this thing that we kind of put on the back burner and we were like, I'm too busy to sleep. I have too many side hustles going on. I'm just going to stay up late or I got to wake up early to go to the gym. So I'm going to sacrifice sleep. Like, why is it so important? Well, uh, for starters, we spend a third of our lives sleeping. 
That is a long time. So if someone were to come to me and say, Dr. Carmen, what is the one thing that I could change? What is the one thing that I can prove, improve about my life? I would say, start with your sleep, invest in your sleep. Because like I said, if you're spending a third of your lives or a third of our lives in bed or asleep, that's a pretty damn good investment to me. And sleep is necessary. It's when our body resets for the next day. It's when our overall bodily functions just improve our mood, our productivity, um, you know, it, our digestive system. So it's so important to get a good night's sleep, not just get sleep, a good night's sleep. You want to have a restful sleep. So, I mean, I hear you, but it's very hard to get a restful sleep or to even be able to like go to sleep or like turn off the day's stress and unwind to sleep. Like it's one thing to know this stuff and it's another thing to put into practice. And this is coming from someone who like could never sleep before, always up all night. And now it's gotten so much better from like, but from your perspective, from your you know professional eyes, like how do we achieve that? Like not just sleeping, but getting restful sleep. So, I mean, for starters, I would say, aside from, you know, changing pillows or looking at pillows and mattresses, what I would say is that it matters what you do about an hour to two hours before going to bed. So I always try to advise people and it's really hard to do for most, but to turn off all screens, you really need to turn off all the screens, try to keep a dim lit room, um, really try to even TV, like you don't want to be stimulating your mind so much by watching TV or movies before bed, because your brain will just keep, you know, it, it'll be really wired before bed. So you really want to try to be as relaxed as you can before bed, try to just, you know, meditate, put away whatever happened during the day and just leave it aside because tomorrow's a new day. So aside from that, and I know it sounds easy, but everyone is different. You can find a way to do that. But aside from that, what I usually dive into with each patient is their sleeping position, because that can be huge. What kind of pillows are they sleeping on? What kind of mattress are they sleeping on? Um, So for example, positioning, Um, there's so many little tips and tricks you can do. There's no perfect way to sleep. I just want to throw that out there. There's no perfect position. There's no perfect pillow. There's no perfect mattress, but there are better ways to find positions that'll help you sleep better at night. Um, I try to advise people to sleep with pillows. So my husband hates it because I sleep with three, one for my head and two for my body. So he's like, what the heck? You know, I have no room in bed, but I'm like, well, I need my sleep. So, you know, if you're a side sleeper, for example, sleep with a pillow, not only between your knees, which most people know, but sleep with a pillow in between your arms, hug one, because that eliminates that need to feel like you want to round your shoulders, which you and I are doing right now, sitting down, right? We do it while driving. We do it while texting, typing on our computers. We don't need any more of that, right? So finding a really comfortable way to sleep as well is very important because if you, for example, are just randomly now, you're like, okay, you know what? I haven't been getting restful sleeps. I've been very uncomfortable in bed. Um, I'm not very comfortable when I'm sleeping. So that would tell me, okay, let's dive into those things, right? Positioning pillows, mattresses, et cetera. All right. You talked a lot, a few times about the positions and that there are better positions. So, I mean, I need, we need to know more. So first of all, you assume we all know why we need to have a pillow between our knees, but let's assume we know nothing. Like, why is that something we should be having between our knees? So when you have a pillow between your knees, that's going to help keep your lower in a neutral position because chances are if we're side sleepers that we like to usually 
take our top leg and and hike it forward. So like you raise that le- that that top leg, and that's going to keep your low back in a rotation for many hours during the night, which eventually can cause some aches and pains later on. So that's why it's good to keep it in between your knees, so that keeps your lower back in neutral. The reason why, and I told I had mentioned it before about hugging a pillow is because that's going to help your upper back and help prevent the rounding of the shoulders. So you can either use like a, a body pillow or two separate pillows, whatever works best. Okay. My mind is blown. So I'm a side sleeper, but like, I definitely, my body's fucked because of how I sleep. So I sleep, I'm on my side, like one arm underneath the pillows, like way up. I immediately know my shoulder's going to hurt the next day because I'm like my face on my arm. The other arm's like all the way up to the sky. My top leg is hiked all the way up to my chest. Like I'm basically in a twist. Like I'm in a spinal twist, like from my neck down to my lumbar all night long. And then I wake up feeling super achy. And now, I mean, it's very clear why, but I mean, I, okay, I'm going to try it. I mean, I need, to, I need more pillows in my life, clearly. It's time for Chloe's Clarence pick of the week. Ooh, ooh. All right, this has got to be the most riche night cream I've ever put on my face. I'm talking about Clarence Extra Firming Night. This is all about wrinkle control, regenerating night cream. Um, yes to both of those. They market this as something for women in their 40s, but I'm 34 and I got to tell you, I'm feeling it. I've been using it for the last two weeks to really make sure that what I'm talking about is accurate and I feel my skin more firm, a little bit tighter. And I think my favorite part is that there is an anti-pollution complex to help fight the effects of pollution and free radicals because unfortunately, you know, there's some pollution out there. So this is my favorite one and like all Clarence products oh the smell is a groovy baby all right let's get back to the chat shall we you do honestly so one thing I want to say though is don't put pressure on yourself because you're trying to break an old habit and build a new one so you need to be patient with your body because I know it personally took me about six to eight weeks and now I subconsciously just pull the pillows with me when I toss and turn in the night so be patient with yourself if you're trying to change something. Don't just, you know, knock it right away and be like, I can't do it. I'm kicking the pillows. It'll take some time. All right. So what's another position and things we can do to make it better? Is it like just, my, for example, like my fiance sleeps like he's in a coffin. Like he literally sleeps just straight. His hands are sometimes honestly crossed like across <laughs> his chest like he's a zombie that's like about to wake up from the dead. And he just falls asleep like that. Like he's one of those he can be on his iPad till the second he says goodnight, he puts it away. And within like 45 seconds, it's and he oh my- sleeps like that. That Tony and him should be best friends because that's exactly how Tony is. So (laughs) when you're sleeping on your back, a good thing or a good tip to do is using a pillow underneath your knees because when you put a pillow underneath your knees, that's going to take tension off the low back. Mm. So that will help you, you know, it'll go a long way because eventually, you know, it can lead to aches and pains. You're like, why the heck is this happening? And it's like, well, maybe you should look at some sleep positioning, right? So it's good to even start now to prevent the possibility of having aches and pains later on. And one thing I want to mention is the pillows that you're using. So if you're sleeping on on your back, you want to make sure that your pillow is at the point where your neck or your head isn't tilted forward, because that means the pillow is too thick. And you obviously don't want to have your neck tilted backwards because that means it's too um, thin. So you want it to be like in a neutral, like you want your neck to be in a neutral position. 
Oh, I, this is this is why sometimes when I go to hotels, I don't sleep well because mm-hmm. not only are they very thick, tall pillows, they're usually also very hard, and I sleep horribly because I like a pancake pillow. Like I like it to be like I don't know a, a truck ran over it about a dozen times. Like that's how I like my pillow, ladies and gentlemen. But I'm when I'm at the hotel, it's horrible. I usually end up in. I know it's not super hygienic, but I usually end up sleeping on the decorative pillows because they're usually less thick and dense. And then I'll just like take off the pillowcase and put it on the. The decorative one because oh, I, have done that. <laughs> I know they don't wash them, but I never really thought that maybe it had to do something with like my neck and spine alignment, but it makes so much sense. So my rule of thumb is because I know you're a side sleeper. So my rule of thumb is try to find a pillow that's as thick as your shoulder. So if you're finding a pillow as thick as your shoulder, your neck and your head should be as neutral as possible. So exactly how you're sitting now and how I'm sitting now, that's how you technically should be when you're laying on your side. Because you don't want your head to be tilted, you know, too low towards the pillow or even too high. Because that's that will tell you if your pillow is too high or low. Dr. Carmen, I'm 34 and I think I've been sleeping wrong my whole life. <laughs> well, you know what? It's never too late. It's really never too late. Is there another sleep position? I'm really only aware of the one I do and the one my partner does. But like, is there, what are some of the other sleep positions, common ones that people do and and ways we can enhance them? So stomach sleeping. I'm not a huge fan of stomach sleeping, but a lot of us do it. And the way that you can make stomach sleeping a little better is if you put a pillow underneath your pelvis, because if you put a pillow underneath your pelvis, then you're not going to have so much of a bend, like an extension in your low back. So it won't put so much pressure on your low back. And the pillow that you sleep on is huge because it needs to be thin, as thin as possible, because your neck is going to be twerked in one position for multiple hours a night. The reason why I don't like stomach sleeping, Um, but you want to make sure it's flat so that your head isn't tilted up or too low. So of all three, which gets like a thumbs up from you as far as I would say, I would say side sleeping and back sleeping are my favorite. Okay. But again, there are ways you can tweak it, right? Um, You know, there are better ways to sleep. If you're really stuck on stomach sleeping, you're like, there's no other way. I can't sleep on my side. I can't sleep on my back. Then you can just help to improve that position a little better by using those little tricks, those little tips and tricks. Oh, I guess we're all going to go shopping for pillows. (laughs) I like the I like the just the visualization for everyone at home. Like, check your pillow thickness. Like, is it supporting your neck? Is it making your I don't know neck go all out of whack? Because sometimes we wake up feeling stiff, and I know we're all getting older. But if there's a way that we can remove some of that stiffness and diminish it, so that we can get cracking on our day, I mean, I'm all for it. Well, there's actually um, another little trick. So when I've told patients this, it blows their mind because, um, well, I'll let you know. So if you're sleeping on your side and you tend to put your hand under your pillow, a lot of people think it's just a habit, right? They'll be like, oh yeah, it's just a habit. I like to sleep with my hand underneath my pillow. And so what I say is I challenge you to find a thicker pillow because usually that's a sign that your body is naturally trying to raise your head because it wants to be in equilibrium, wants to be in a neutral position. So nine out of 10 times, they'll come back and they'll say, oh my goodness, I do not do that anymore. I do not put my hand under my pillow because it's, I just, I guess I don't need it. So a lot of people think it's a habit, but it's actually not. 
So okay. I challenge whoever's listening to try that. If you do that, I would love to know because, you know, it, I just, people are mind blown when I tell them that. <laughs> I can't wait to try that out. But Kibu, tell me, where does that hand go? So remember the pillow like, I said? So if you hug a pillow, so if you're laying- Oh, your- so I'm hugging a pillow. It's all making sense now. Yes. So when you're sleeping on your side, let's say the pillow's on your left side, you're going to be hugging that pillow uh, so that you don't f- like with both arms so that you don't feel the need to put one underneath your pillow or like over your head in your case, Chloe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So really guys, I, I think here I am, I've got my diffuser on, I've got white noise. My room is dim. The temperature's cold. I haven't been on my phone for an hour. I'm reading just a trashy beach read, not even on my Kindle. And then my sleep positioning's all wrong. I guess that's my final frontier. You can improve it, right? All right, let's try some of those tips, see how it goes. How do you feel about mattresses? Because the mattress industry is a really big cash grab. You can get hard ones, soft ones, cooling ones, mechanical ones. I don't know. There's probably some that play music. Like there's like so many. It's honestly very, very overwhelming. I know when we bought ours, I was just like, whoa, this is a whole thing. Like it's like there are stores upon stores that staff for mattress sales. And it's kind of overwhelming. But like, is it is it a personal choice? Is it a preference? Are there some that are are better? Like, what are we looking for? So if you are looking for a mattress, what I would say is, let's say if you're not buying one from online, so you're, you're buying one in the store, go to the store and be one of those weirdos that literally lay on that bed in the position that you would sleep in. Okay. So <laughs> bring the pillows. <laughs> And lay on it for at least 20 minutes. Okay. Even if the store clerk keeps coming by and checking on you, just say, Hey, just need to check this out. So lay on it for about 20 minutes, no less than that, because you really need to get a good feel of how it is. And before you purchase any single mattress, whether it's online or in stores, you want to make sure it has a very good return policy because a lot of the times our bodies will like, we will know if we like a mattress after a couple of months, it takes our bodies a couple of months to really tell us if we like it or not. It's not something you'll know right away. You'll have a good idea if you sleep on, you know, you test it out for 20 minutes in a store, but you'll really know at the end of a couple months. So that's really important to look for that as well. Um, But I mean, it really depends on a personal preference, but from my professional experience or from my uh, professional expertise, I would say that you want to try to find a mattress that is both supportive and comfortable. So I would say about a seven out of 10 for support, meaning it's a little more firm. And then, you know, the rest would be for comfort level because our spines need that support. You don't want like a stiff, stiff mattress. Like most people won't like a stiff mattress where it's completely hard because then you don't get any of that little squish and that comfort. But you also don't want too soft a mattress because then you're just going to sink in. It's going to change shape too fast. You're not getting any support. Um, so my personal favorite, personal favorite would probably be like a memory foam yeah. because it's a perfect balance between the two, I would say. Um, coil mattresses, they're more supportive. You can tell how supportive they are by how many coils are actually in there, but they do change shape a lot faster. (laughs) And, uh, there are latex ones. Those are really popular. They are more natural. So they're a lot more firm and they do stay cooler at night though, which is pretty great. I know that lots of people like to stay cooler at night. So it, it does stay a little cooler than a general memory foam mattress, for example. Yeah. I'm a sweaty sleeper. I'm not a fan of memory foam. 
I find it gets so hot, but it's honestly, I feel like Goldilocks, like, you know, like you go camping, you're on an air mattress, it deflates next thing, you know, you're on the ground and you're like, Oh, this is just too hard. Then you go to like someone else's house or hotel and it's very soft and plush and you, you crawl in you're like, Oh, this is great. And then halfway through the night, you're like, this sucks. (laughs) And then eventually you find your mattress and it's, the best gift you could ever give yourself because I really, I'm with you, Dr. Carmen. Like I really believe that sleep, dare I say, may be a very important foundation to our overall quality of life. It affects everything, absolutely everything. And there's so much research that supports it. Definitely read sleep by Matthew Walker is so good. So, so good. Um, and I think it's so cool that you're passionate about it as well. Okay. So sleep aside, cause I like how passionate you are about it. Big fan of it. Love to sleep. Not a big fan of napping, but I do love to sleep when people come to you. Like what is, what brings people to you? Like, what would you say if you could, you know, take the sum of all the clients you've had in the past a while, like what are people's number one concern? Uh, number one concern, I would say, you know, having neck pain, back pain, sitting at their desk a lot, driving, which, you know, leads to um, a lot of the pains that they're feeling. So really generalized aches and pains. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I get sports injuries too, right? So like acute injuries. So it's really a mixture of 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 different cases. And I know that not many chiropractors treat pregnant women, but I actually see a lot of prenatal care as well and treat postnatal too. So it is really a variety. It's not like I just kind of see one demographic. Um, it re- there is really a, a variety of, of cases that I, that I see. And so every single person that comes in, like I had mentioned earlier in the podcast, I dive into their lifestyle too, just their lifestyle factors and kind of what's going on in their life. Because sometimes they may be doing something at home and not realizing or at work or during the day and not realizing that it's actually affecting uh, the way that they feel and they'll change it or we'll tweak it or modify it and then see if that helps them. Because I'm a firm believer that I never want to tell someone that they have to stop doing something. I would rather try to modify for now and see if that works for them and then get them back to what they were doing before. Yeah. I think that's great. Well, listen, if we're not professional athletes and we're not pregnant, we're just the average human coming to you. We sit in the car a lot, Traffic is horrible. So we spend more time in the car than we'd like. Then we go to work. We're at our desks, just clacking away on the computer. When we're not on the computer, maybe we're taking a little social media break. And yeah, we try to eat well and go to the gym, but we're still like seated a lot of the times. Naturally, that's going to create some aches and pains. If that is your current reality, there's no real way around it. Like you got to get to work and you got to work. But so what can we do to bolster our health to do daily tips and tricks to hopefully lessen the aches and pains that people are feeling on a daily basis? Well, aside from, you know, the emotional mental aspect of doing meditation, setting time aside for yourself, you could do stretches at your desk. Um, you could do chin tucks. If anyone wants okay. to do those, tell, like me, tell me more about chin tucks, please. <laughs> chin tucks is basically like giving yourself a double chin. Like you're using a finger to press on your chin and pushing your chin straight back. So those are chin tucks. It's supposed to strengthen these muscles in the front of your neck or in your neck that are often weak because of what we're always doing with like text necks, looking down or just driving or our heads jutting forward. So a little tip that I tell people is do chin tucks at red lights when you're driving, right? So try to get like little stretches in or little exercises in that you can do at a red light. 
this is wild to me. Like I'm doing it right now and it's hard. Like I can tell that my, my muscles or, and I'm feeling a lot of strain in my lower, like my, the back of my neck towards my back. Cause it's like, I don't, I don't still think they've been stretched a lot. Like I definitely am someone who holds my head quite forward. It's always been something I've wanted to like work on. I'm constantly working on like back strength and core strength, but a chin tuck is really, I feel like it's highlighting some areas of my neck area that are a little weak. Cause it's at, it's, I'm finding it actually quite challenging. So if people do a, a, a chin tuck, you put your, you put your index finger on your chin and you just kind of tuck it and give yourself a double chin. Are we holding it? Are we like, is there a count to this or is it just kind of you free flow? Yeah. So you hold it for about eight to 10 seconds and then you can repeat that. So you repeat it around three times or as long as the duration of um, a red light. So and that'll help kind of get our head in the right positioning over our spine. Is that the goal? No. So the goal is to help strengthen the muscles that strengthen mm. some of the deep uh, neck muscles to help with your overall posture, to help with neck pain, because neck pain usually stems from weak muscles and tight muscles. So it's not just, oh, we want to stretch everything. Stretching is amazing, but you also want to strengthen, right? Because you want, they go hand in hand. So um, that's going to help to strengthen some of those deep uh, neck muscles that we often forget about because we, they're, you know, they're, we don't see them. So we're like, okay, yeah, we're just gonna keep going on with our day and keep texting and looking down and, oh, oh, great. My neck hurts now. What do I do? Oh, so- no. Now we got a hot tip. We've got a hot tip from Dr. Carmen. I think that's an amazing one, whether you are someone who sits in traffic all the time, or you've got a desk job, or you're obsessed with texting and TikToking and IGing and all the the hot stuff people are doing. This is so great. I want one more. Like, do you have a favorite desk stretch or like, what's another thing we can like habit stack into our day if there's a lot of seed, like seated time involved? So um, I actually, it's a little different. I actually tell a lot of my clients to drink a lot of water so that they feel like they have the need to go to the bathroom a lot more because that'll force them to get up from their seat more often and just move. Because when we sit in our desks for, for hours and hours and hours upon day, and we're all guilty of it, it does happen. And we try to get up every hour or whatnot. It can be hard when you're in the middle of something or when you're in a meeting, for example. So if you drink lots of water, it kind of forces you to use the bathroom because our bodies crave movement. So even if you just get up and you walk, you know, a few minutes to the bathroom where you get up and where you are and just move around a little bit for a minute at your seat, like stand up and just move around, that will even be good enough. Or you can set an alarm every 45 minutes and just say, okay, I should stand up now and just start doing a few stretches, for example. But we just need some type of movement because the more you stay into one position, the more you create muscle imbalances, tight muscles, joint restrictions, and then, you know, you're in to see me. So, <laughs> which, hey, we're not mad at. We do love the <laughs> Dr. Carmen moment. I think that's such a great tip. And then you're hydrating along the way. Like it's a two for one. And you get to wash your hands more. Like there's so many good things. You're <laughs> hydrating more. You're getting your steps in. You're washing your hands. Or you better be after you go to the bathroom. Like that's so great. I'm going to be doing the chin tuck. Like I'm like, that and like my sleep, I'm, I'm honestly almost nervous to go to sleep because I feel like at first it's going to be challenging to do all these new positions and pillows, but I'm committed to sticking to it because I'm always very curious about how I can optimize my health and my life. Um, you're phenomenal. I'm so glad, glad that life has like crossed paths for us. Um, you light up when you talk about examples and anecdotes about working with patients and getting to know them and getting to have relationships with them that 
enhance your professional abilities with them. I mean, what like what drives you to do the work that you do with such passion, with such light? It's the effects. You really see it. You know, you you really get to know somebody from the minute they walk into your office and they're in pain because almost every single person I'm seeing, they're in pain, right? I'll have the oddball come in and say, I just want to try chiropractic out. But for the majority of people that come in, they are down, they're feeling pain, they're frustrated, they're upset. And so when you work on them, not just physically, but you know, you, you start to give them life tips and advice on things they can change in their lifestyle and their daily practices, you start to see that they change and then all of a sudden they become lighter and, oh my gosh, you're a miracle worker. I don't feel this anymore. Or, oh, wow. Like that really changed. I can do this again. I can pick up my grandchildren. I can play golf. Like, so you're really helping people get back to their daily life. I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm a lifesaver, but I'm helping people get back to the things that they love and things that they want to do. So when I see that, it makes, it solidifies the reason why I'm a chiropractor and why I chose this path. The modern chiropractor, everybody. Okay, we're going to have all the links down below, but remind us all where we can get more information about you and all the amazing things you do. Yeah, uh, you can get that on my website, www.com, or oh my goodness, Um, my Instagram, Dr. Carmen. Um, Yeah, so I I try to post some nice and nice, neat little blogs there, some tips and tricks on my Instagram, but also I get pretty personal too, because, you know, I don't want to be a robot. So, yeah. (laughs) She's relatable, friends. She keeps it real. You go to her page and you feel like you're her bud, which is the best part. Um, thank you so much. I look forward to leveling up my sleep, doing chin tucks all the time. My colleagues are going to think I'm very weird. And next time I buy a mattress, I'm going to be that weird person that hangs out there for 20 minutes because Dr. Carmen said so. Good. There you go. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you so much. Well, 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 who else is feeling fired up and inspired after that chat? Yeah, same here. I can't believe I'm saying this, but just like that, another episode of the Healthy is Hot podcast in the books. Once again, I'm your host, Chloe Wild. And look, if you enjoyed this, go ahead and subscribe so you never miss out. Rate and leave us a cute little comment. Follow us on Instagram at Healthy is Hot. And remember, healthy is fucking beautiful. We'll see you next week. Brought to you by Clarence.